0: The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning I'm Claire Kimball and I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 10th of December. In your Squeeze today Donald Trump runs out of puff, workplace reform hits parliament, from hot to wet and get your google on. This is your Squeeze today starting, Claire, with a one-sentence statement from the US Supreme Court yesterday. It read, and cue a bit of legal jargon here, the application for the injunctive relief presented to Justice Alito and by him referred to the court is denied. What that all means is that Donald Trump's attempt to overturn President-elect Joe Biden's electoral victory in Pennsylvania is a no. Another one to add to a long list. Injunctive relief's a bit heavy for a Thursday morning, isn't it? But where we're
1: up to with US President Donald Trump's claims at legal victory, they're dwindling very fast. And actually what happened yesterday is that the US has reached what they call safe harbour deadlines. That's the date by which all state level election challenges are to be completed. It really looks like the end of the road for Donald Trump on that front, although he is still very strongly claiming to have won the election.
0: Yeah, certainly no concession as yet. There's still a bit of process to go through before Joe Biden's inauguration on the 20th of January. Talk us through how things happen from here, Claire. From here, we get to next week on Monday,
1: members of the Electoral College will meet in their respective state capitals to formally vote on the position of President and Vice President. Then that result is delivered to officials in Washington by the 23rd of December. It's quite a quaint process. They expect that to go by formal mail and they're giving it a few days to get there, particularly in the lead up to Christmas. And then on the 6th of January, the Congress will hold a joint session to oversee the final count of those electoral votes. Then we're on to
0: Inauguration Day on the 20th of January. And in and amongst all of this, of course, over in the US, COVID is still a huge issue really big issue. In fact,
1: they're back at levels that were very dangerous in April. They're seeing deaths of 2,200 a day on average. Also, cases are at a high of more than 200,000 on average a day. What officials there are saying is that they're expecting that to get worse, particularly after people get together with Thanksgiving just gone, but also Christmas and New Year's coming up. Yesterday, Donald Trump signed an executive order that instructed the government to get enough vaccine to inoculate Americans before they share it with any other country. Uh, Joe Biden, the president-elect for his part, says that he has a commitment to get at least 100 million COVID vaccine shots into the arms of American people uh, in his first 100 days in office.
0: That's a quote. Since the start of the pandemic, the US has recorded 15.2 million cases of COVID-19 and 286,000 people have died bit going on in parliament back here in Australia, Claire, with regards to industrial relations. Tell us about the boot test, the better off overall test.
1: Yeah, if you've worked in a big company around HR, you would have been talking about the boot test for quite some time now. But essentially it means that uh, any arrangement between employer and employee can't see uh, them worse off minimum standards. And what happened yesterday is that Christian Porter, our Attorney-General and Industrial Relations Minister, uh, announced a major overhaul of Australia's industrial relations systems One of the proposals is that it would give businesses that have been affected by the coronavirus the ability to make deals with their staff that don't meet that test. That, of course, is unacceptable to the Labor Party and to the unions. Uh, Already we can see this morning in the media coverage that Christian Porter says that he's willing to negotiate on that front.
0: Yeah, we're flagging this one with you this morning because it's probably going to be around a bit in the coming weeks, months, across the next year. Uh, While Christian Porter's dealing with that, Claire, his colleague, Trade Minister Simon Birmingham, is managing another blow to our trade with China. Now timber exports from Tasmania and South Australia have been blocked, China claiming they've detected an unspecified pest in shipments.
1: Yeah, those timber exports were added to a couple of others from a few weeks ago. Also, there's a couple of Victorian lamb processors. They'd actually taken themselves off the list to export to China when there was that outbreak of COVID-19 in July. They had a few cases at those plants and they found that they're unable to get back on that list. There's a real sense that there's a list of exports that are really vulnerable and could be targeted next.
0: Yeah, they're still not answering our calls on this China either. So Trade Minister Simon Birmingham hasn't ruled out lodging the dispute with the World Trade Organisation. It was in August 2019 when Australian man Sean McKinnon was killed whilst campervanning in New Zealand. Now a conviction for the man guilty of the murder. He
1: was found guilty and sentenced yesterday. Mark Garson is his name. He's been given a 15 year non-parole period on a life sentence. Uh, what the court also heard was that he had 21 previous convictions and was under the influence of ICE when he committed that murder.
0: And still in New Zealand this time last year was the White Island volcano tragedy. The eruption killed 22 people, including 17 Australians. They were all remembered yesterday. They were remembered and also there was a big tribute
1: paid to the first responders and to medical staff who have helped those victims get through what's been a very difficult year.
0: An investigation into that event by police is still ongoing. Now, we don't need to tell people that lately, Claire, in most places, it's been pretty hot. The hottest November ever, in fact. But the cool is about to set in and plenty of rain. Plenty of rain, a major flood and
1: rain event uh, looking at Australia's east and also the northwest, uh, That means WA, Queensland and New South Wales are going to cop a lot of rain uh, going into the weekend. Tassie and the Northern Territory are also going to get some rain. South Australia and Victoria, you're probably going to escape that, but there's certainly warnings out for flash flooding in some of those areas that are going to get a big drop.
0: Thanks, Tim Bailey. Well done. <laughs> (laughs) A couple of lists to finish off, Claire. First of all, Forbes has put out a list of the world's most powerful women and for the 10th year in a row, German Chancellor Angela Merkel is at number one. She
1: has that record and she is also probably not paying much attention to it. She's got a lot on her mind at the moment, containing a new wave of coronaviruses in Germany. Uh, Coming in second for the 10th year in a row also is European Central Bank Chief Christine Lagarde. Uh, And then we get to Kamala Harris. She's catapulted into the top 100 list. Of course, uh, the first female
0: vice president. Two Aussies are on the list, Claire. CEO of Macquarie Group, Shamara Wick-Ramanaka at 29 and Gina Reinhart at number 45. And still on lists, Google has released its list of the most searched terms for 2020. And it really sees us trying to grapple with the big issues of our
1: time. We're talking about the US election, the coronavirus, fires near me, uh, also toilet paper, which (laughs) we presume uh, has a where can I buy probably in front of that search. Um, And of course, when it gets to the how-to questions and recipes, it's hand sanitizer. Incredible to think that as a country that many people were looking at how to make their own hand sanitizer.
0: yeah to compare last year the most searched recipe was plant-based recipes followed by scones this year it's how to make hand sanitizer (laughs) some comparison and while we're there those ones you mentioned at the start were the most searched news terms for this year and on that note our squeeze shortcut this week is out and it's all about the new media code which is set to be a world first in making google and facebook cough up cash to have aussie news content on their platforms it's been going
1: on for a long time, that debate, but it boils down to some pretty simple concepts. So, yeah, it's an easy listen, even though it's a big, difficult topic and we've got it covered.
0: Yeah, a link to that is in your episode notes, as always, or search for Squeeze Shortcuts in your preferred podcast app. That's all from us today. Enjoy your Thursday. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Squiz Today podcast and we'll be back tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online dot forward slash squiz today. Thank you.